Welcome back, everybody, to the Talk Shop, Season 6, Episode 8, I do believe, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Already eight episodes in. Wow. We've made it this far. I'm Tom, joined today by... Corey. And I'm Sam. Do we know how many episodes we're doing this season yet? Or did we? are we just making it up now? I'm pretty sure we just this end is... when we do the Megasode. I mean, that's how it should yeah, be. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. The Megasode should always be the season finale. True. That's creeping little... up on us. I know. It's crazy. It's already September. What the heck's going on? It's all that thing where uh, the older you get, the shorter an increment of time a year seems. So True. it's a very cruel trick of nature where the older you get, the faster time goes. So you get a nice slow little start, and then it's all downhill until you're just a pile of dust that nobody remembers. That's true. Dude, the, remember, the years are cruising now. Yeah. I remember like being in like elementary school, and it would be like summer break. And it felt like forever. Yeah. Like an entire uh-huh. year all by itself until uh, like you know, the last week of August or whatever. And then you're like, where'd the time go? But yeah, that's why, why'd it gotta be that way? But then the school years felt like it, it felt like some kind of experimental torture. It was <laughs> <laughs> the hyperbolic time chamber from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I literally do not remember one time doing homework at home or studying for tests in high school. I'm sure that I did. And junior high, like I'm sure that I did. I had to have, but I don't have all of those memories are just gone. Isn't that great? Isn't it great that we endured 12 years of schooling and I don't remember one thing from it? <laughs> yeah, I really honestly, like memory-wise, none of my memories are like school-related. I don't really, yeah. I, I hardly at all remember being in school or anything that, ha- you know, it's just, there's nothing there. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll like try to remember a time when like maybe I was stressed for a test and like maybe I studied for it or something and I genuinely nothing. I got mm-hmm. nothing on that register, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I yeah, I, I I remember things that happened in school, but as far like school itself, like like curriculum, yeah. whatever, the classes, and nah, that shit's is gone. Well, there's been like I think there's been studies on this. I might be pulling this out of my ass, but I'm pretty sure like the only thing that school's really good at teaching people is how to prepare for tests. You don't actually, on average, I don't think the average person actually learns anything they keep throughout their entire life from high school unless it's directly applicable to the job you're working sure and that's what i'm saying like i i have no memories of studying i'm sure that i did i cheated a lot i think we've talked about that in the high school episode like a million years ago i did cheat a lot but i have no memory of studying i mean i i remember i can remember with pinpoint precision what it's like to stick a straw into a bag of chocolate milk and drink it but i don't <laughs> i don't remember it at all i remember that <laughs> That was a deep cut. Holy smokes. I haven't thought about that in a long time. The bags of chocolate milk. Whose idea was that? That's a terrible idea. It is, yeah. Because if you push even slightly too hard, you poke a hole in the bottom too, and yep. then it would just spill out all over the table. It was probably 25 cents uh, per bag Cheaper. instead of 30, yeah, yeah. 30 uh-huh. per cents per, per carton. So, Also, the regular milk in the cartons, uh, to this day I have not been able to taste a milk that tastes the same even skim nothing like nothing tastes like that yeah i think something milk. happens to it when it just sits in the cardboard like for like however many days after you know what i mean I, it just, just tastes way different paperizes it oh <laughs> <laughs> well, you think about that they would receive that milk probably at the beginning of the month in those big like milk crates right yeah and, yeah uh, you drag out a box per day and I just remember by the end it would taste more like the freezer than it would anything else. Like, and, and yeah, I, those freezers have a very specific smell and taste. Yeah. 
that I can actually, yeah. I, I, it's in my nose right now. I, I'll never forget it. It's it's like that. Is it the same? Like you worked at Dairy Queen, Tom. Is that how all freezers smell, or is there something special about like school freezers? Uh no. I think it's walking into like a big walk-in freezer. It always kind of is the same sensation. I don't know if it's strictly s- smell all the time or if it's more temperature related, but it does have the same kind probably of probably the freon. All the freon you're huffing. Probably the smell of freon. I don't. I would just go back into DQ, clip some lines, and then just start snorting it. You know, (laughs) pretty normal stuff. (laughs) Then walk up front and try to make a blizzard. Fresh already, (laughs) fraud. Every time, I just want to tell the poor Dairy Queen people that they don't have to hold my 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 cup of sugar upside down. Like you don't upside down, right? Thick, brother. You don't have to do that every time. I see them coming and they've got that look in their eyes like an abused puppy. It's like, <laughs> oh, the best part is there's people that game the system who know what kind of lizards are most likely to spill out of the cup. It's spoiler alert. It's the banana split blizzard because there's a ton of runny shit. in oh, it, So yeah, it like sure. make, dilutes the ice cream into basically liquid. So if you turn that over, it just spills. And then if you don't, they call you out and make you do it. <laughs> Dude, I, I I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe this is, it's got to be like a generational thing. I don't have, I just don't have the gumption, right? <laughs> to like, if I, if I was sitting there at the drive-thru and they did it and it fell out, I would feel like such a piece of shit being like, well, now it's free. <laughs> I would, yeah, I I would the, just feel like a scumbag. I don't know why. Yeah. The older I get, the more the only thing I feel in any drive-thru situation is shame. Like, I shouldn't be here. Yeah, <laughs> You true. know I shouldn't be here. Like, <laughs> Can't I, make eye contact with the person in the window. Yeah, you're like checking, the, you're, check, you're checking the mirrors. Like, oh, God, who, can anybody see me? Do the I recognize feeling, any of these cars? The, the feeling for me, honestly, being in a McDonald's line at this point is almost like it's eerily similar to the way I used to feel when I turned 18 and I'd, like, jump into a porn shop and then jump out real quick. Like, it is the same... Uh, wavelength in my brain. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna have a McChicken, and oh god, I hope nobody sees that I'm eating this. <laughs> so I'm yeah, getting old. And to that point, I have no desire to torture the people working there. I just want to get in and out as quickly as I can. Dude, the McDonald's like, on Central Entrance uh, in Duluth. Um, I I haven't been there in like like six or seven years or something and it's because one time i went there and i get to the pavement window and they're like yeah it's whatever like however many dollars and i hand them a car- my card and they swipe it and she goes do you want a receipt and then she looks at me and she goes oh you never get a receipt <laughs> and then she gave me the card back <laughs> I, still you wanna- have- I still haven't been back there you want to know one of the most i haven't gotten theater Make popcorn in almost five years and it's because one of the most horrifying experiences of my life please was uh was uh <laughs> it's it's no secret that i've gained a little weight over the years uh and uh, i ordered we all i ordered some popcorn and uh the the girl she was just you know typical good looking college 18 year old girl she's like do you want butter on that popcorn and before i could even answer she was like yeah you look like a butter guy oh my god <laughs> that's brutal <laughs> that was a savage takedown of your. And you know, it's like, ego. yeah, well, well, she didn't. She didn't do it in a mean way. She did it like in oh. a customer. Like you have to understand, it was in a customer service way. Like, yeah. Like the finger guns and like, I know you, man. You want extra butter? I got you. <laughs> and like, Damn. Oh, it was devastating. <laughs> I, I still think about that all the time, dude. Like, yeah. I okay. 
there's something I don't know what it is like mentally about those like stranger interactions that like they cut so much deeper, dude. That because if, like, that is your oh, that is what God. the world sees when they yeah, see you. True, because that illuminates like you build an image of yourself, and especially if you have a routine and you see the same kind of people and and have the same interactions every day, it's very easy to deceive yourself into thinking of yourself a certain way. And when you have any kind of stranger interaction, it shatters that. True, because you immediately know exactly what everyone who sees you and doesn't know you thinks of you immediately. And that can be horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the ones oh, that yeah. haunt you, dude. <laughs> I actually I had a similar experience to you, Corey. And this was just like coincidence, or at least that's what I tell myself. There's a, a cub down here, obviously, grocery store. There's a liquor store attached to it. Every mm. once in a while, Shay and I will go and get a bottle of wine. But every single time I go, every it's once always, in a while, six trips a day. Yeah, <laughs> six trips a day. When, I, every when once I make in my daily trip to the liquor store, it's always <laughs> no. But it's it always coincides with this one guy who's working there every single time, and it'll be like not the same day every week, right? Like I, it's whenever we are just like grocery shopping mm-hmm. or something like that. And then, I so we're there. That guy wasn't working up front this time. So we go to the counter. The guy goes to Ideas, the other guy. And then the guy that's there all the time is just like, nah, you don't have to worry about them. They're regulars. And like, I don't <laughs> oh, no. think I should be a, a regular at a liquor store. It's not a good sign. That's I remember uh, in my early 20s when I was drinking a little bit. Well, not a little bit. When I was drinking too hard. Um... I would always like I would go to the liquor store seriously almost daily every day to every other day. And I would like I don't know why when you're drinking a lot your brain's not right. I'm just going to like any if you think your brain's right it's not. And uh, I remember thinking that I had to come up with an excuse for why I was buying liquor almost every other day like they weren't on to me. So I'd like I'd be at the desk and I'd be paying and I'd be like ah, yep having some boys over for some poker. <laughs> like the very yeah, next yeah. day I'd be like you know Yep, heading out, uh, heading out to a little business party. <laughs> sure, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever um this this happened during the McDonald's story? Uh, do you ever realize like like back to on getting old? Uh, you ever realize that like you're telling a story that you've told before, but like you've been telling it so many times and over such a long amount of time, you have to change how many years ago you said the thing happened. <laughs> No, sorry. Like the, McDon- the, nice. the McDonald's, where I was like, "Oh, this was like X years ago," and it's like I've told that story like enough times where I just like it's part. Well, like when you repeat a story, you have it like memorized, you know, and like yeah. the story. Oh wait, yeah, no, you have to, yeah, yeah, you have to keep changing the year as you tell it because you're like, "Oh fuck," I'm yeah, past I- that point now to where I just don't tell stories like <laughs> I just in my don't life talk anymore. To people. I, I really don't. The inexorable march of time. Like, I'm just to that point now where if, like, oh, God, like, if I even, like, feel my mouth opening up and I feel myself getting ready to tell a story that starts with, like, any combination of back when I was in the army, I just, like, almost vomit in my mouth and just stop. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just been too long and I'm not interesting. I'm expired. I am expired and I recognize that. And I just need to settle into the sweet infinity as the years start going faster. That's that's all that's left. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that's a little bit of a bleak outlook but on the bright side we got all most of your army stories documented now true like, oh yeah dude on one day I, I imagine frequently like my motivation for doing this podcast at this point 
is I imagine a world where I walk outside and like a, a satellite falls and melts me as it hits the earth or something like that. And I leave my four-year-old orphaned and like it's 15 years from now and, and she like stumbles upon this podcast and gets to know the real, like her dad for real <laughs> through podcast form. And she's like, oh, I guess I didn't, I guess That's- I didn't miss much. <laughs> I I think we've talked about it, but like it would be funny because like uh, because for us like time starts when we're born and uh, we only know what about our parents whatever they tell us happened. <laughs> <laughs> so they have like their whole lives and they could just like selectively add, nah we could leave that part out. But the podcast, Sam, that's but then that's inevitably in something always no comes going out. Back. I'm still surprised by some of the stories my parents tell me about when they were my yeah age. same yeah you hear stuff you're like wait what did you do. <laughs> I am just learning about this now. Yeah, pretty funny. <laughs> it's crazy when you get older and you realize that you know everybody in your life was a full three-dimensional human being, and not the the cutout that you had for them when you were growing up. You know, parents, and then also your parents' friends, and like, I don't know. It's wild. It's just wild for me. Like, I, I was thinking the other day. I can remember when I would go. I would go over to this person's house, and there'd be like beer cans and stuff on the table from where the parents had people over, and it just felt like this incredibly old and mature thing and now you know on the other side of it you go you know you'll go over to a friend's house and there'll be beer cans left on the table the next day and i didn't i didn't flesh this thought out before i thought about it does it make sense to you or is it something that only makes sense in my head no it makes sense yeah i think i know where you're like if i walk into a place like a friend's house and there's a bunch of beer cans lying around it's either they had a party the night before or something sad is happening (laughs) (laughs) Are those happy tissues or sad tissues? <laughs> <laughs> so I have an exciting update, boys. Speaking of. Ah, right, what's up? I'm excited to hear it. And I purposely didn't drop this in the chat because I wanted it to be a surprise. Um, as I just mentioned, I have a four-year-old daughter. And uh, you, you, there was a Saturday where I said, it was last Saturday, I said, we're going to do anything you want to do. You know, what do you want to do? And you'll never guess what she wanted to do. Kill a man. Hmm. Yeah, kill. <laughs> Mow the lawn. Nope, it was go and see the Paw Patrol movie, baby. <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, How, shit. Okay. I went and saw the How Paw did it, Patrol Did it go movie? down like you said? How close were we in our yeah. analysis? First of all, I want to say, I want to know what nightmarish freak of nature monster decided that the Paw Patrol movie needed to be almost two hours long. <laughs> Is it actually? I think it's like an hour and 40 minutes long, all said and done. And uh, a lot of that is just footage of the cars going down there. I know nothing about Paw Patrol. I knew absolutely nothing before going to this movie. I've never seen it before. Um, so I don't know if the TV show is like this, but it's a lot of just footage of them, like this giant ramp coming out of their like uh, base and all the cool cars going down it. You know, it's just sell toys. Right. Um, like Transformers. Yeah. That being said, there is no slut puppy, but I will say this, the, the poor female... A uh, pink dog is by far the least developed and cared about character in that. <laughs> what, so what the hell does that dog do? She's What's like, the- um, I, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna compliment the movie, and we don't have to talk about this at any kind of length. <clears throat> the people that make the movie were very good in, in the same way that the people that make like the Final Destination horror movies. They were right, very. This is an interesting <laughs> comparison already. They were yeah. excellent at creating scenarios where all of the puppies in their cool vehicles could be used to save the day. There are like three big uh, set pieces that happen in the movie, and you can tell they started with like how do we feature each one of the puppies and and the cool things that they can do. Um, and the the flying puppy gets 
two kind of moments. There, so the, the whole movie is kind of, I don't know if it's influenced by political situations or not. The entire movie is about a, a guy with bad hair <laughs> uh, who runs for mayor of a city despite being completely unqualified and his policies nearly destroy the city. Um, uh, all right. <laughs> so like, you know, and it's like the one thing he does is he creates a machine that sucks up all the clouds so it's always sunny. Uh, he decides that the rail, the, the subway system is too boring, so he puts giant loop-de-loops in it like a roller coaster. And of course... Yo, uh, <laughs> can, I, can I vote for this yeah, guy? Yeah, this guy sounds awesome. That sounds sick. He's based as hell. And what's really funny is that he doesn't, like, the movie's very, like, it's kind of cut and dry in the fact that he does that, but he doesn't, like, change the way the carts work. So, of course, like, they can't handle going in a loop, so they just get stuck. So everybody um, dies. Uh, the, the puppies rescue them, duh. Did- <laughs> Does anyone die in the movie? No, no. They. I don't even think there's like a fake out. Um, what does a police dog even do in the a police movie dog where you shoots can't have minorities. any kind of violence or confrontation? The or police like, dog, what does he do? The police dog is definitely more of a rescue dog. Like his thing is always like, whenever there's somebody that needs to be saved, he's the one that jumps in, and he has the most like. I'm not gonna call it complex, but he has the most developed character arc in the whole movie because it turns out he was an. Or- the whole movie is they go to the city to save it from this this guy who gets elected mayor. They're like from the country or from like the seaside, I guess, and they go to the city because like the streetwise puppy calls them and is like, "This guy's gonna," and she's she's really has like an accent like that. She's like, "This guy's gonna destroy the city," <laughs> and uh, so they go to they go there, and it turns out that the police dog was a puppy that was orphaned in the city, and it felt so big and scary to him that he's actually terrified of it. So, like, he loses his confidence just because he's in the city. And uh, he, he messes up rescuing a few people. So, they actually, they take away his badge. And they're like, we, we can't have you on oh, the team. No. And uh, so, of course, he, he goes and he runs away over and shoots some black kid and gets put right back on the force. He, he actually does get put in jail. He gets put in jail. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, are any of the char- okay? Are any of the other characters animals, or is it just the Paw Patrol? It's, it's a very interesting. I almost like I almost caught myself googling lore because I was trying to figure it out. Like it, the the team is all puppies, and then it's led by one kid. And, oh, it's a kid. Yeah, and the kid is like. I mean, he doesn't act like a kid. He act. He may as well be an adult. I mean, he's a kid for the sake of marketing. Um, and he's like the team leader. Like he directs everybody where to go, and he chose the puppies specifically because at the end of this police dog's arc, we find out that he was chosen by this guy who put together this puppy team because he saw the, that he was the bravest dog he'd ever seen and that that's why he was worthy of being on the Paw Patrol. And then at the end, they, they adopt that uh, the Streetwise puppy. And, and that is the most confusing because the, the puppy from the beginning makes it very obvious that she wants to be part of the Paw Patrol despite having no, like, her skill is that she knows the city. And okay. <laughs> she ends up, they all have really cool streets. They all have really cool cars, like a fire truck and a police car. They give her, I'm not kidding, an, a, like a supercharged electric scooter. And her, even her, like they all have tags that like say their special skills. Hers is just a picture of the city. So I really don't know what her long-term contribution to it's going to be. But yeah, She's she going to be the mayor. She gets to join the Paw Patrol and she gets her little scooter and she's an official. Her name's Liberty, which I thought was kind of like, so they defeat the evil politician and bring Liberty back to the city. It's uh, Interesting. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So what? Okay, answer my question. What the hell is the fucking pink dog? The she just dog? she just flies. She just flies. That's it. So yeah, where I was She's going with pilot. that, where, where I was going with that is that she eventually has to go and shoot a missile at the um. 
the, the thing that's sucking she has, up the cloud. She has an armed helicopter. <laughs> yeah. She shoots Just a missile at the fucking Apache helicopter. <laughs> it's like a pink Apache. Yeah. <laughs> her contribution to almost every scene is, you know, they all make a plane and then she just kind of flies up and she's like, I'm the eyes in the sky. And then she just, she's out of it. And then at the very end, Liberty, the girl puppy goes, you are definitely my favorite puppy on the team. And that's like, that's everything that, that's her whole thing. She has like no speaking Us girls, girls got to stick together. Yeah. Let's go drone strike someone with your helicopter. What would you rate it on the scale? Of kids movies I've seen? Yeah. On the negative it was a five zero, five man. Scale. I mean, it didn't offend me. Uh, All right. I'll say my daughter got bored by the end. <laughs> she, it, was, it was too long. In fact, for the length, I'm going to actually bump it down to a negative one. Like, no kids movie needs to be that long. It can be 70 minutes, guys. Like, you just have to make it just over an episode of television. You know what I mean? Like, That's true. How long was the uh, Thomas the Tank Engine movie? Does anyone remember? With Alec Baldwin? What if I could tell you, like, to the exact second if I was... I would be very impressed. One hour, 47 minutes, 16 seconds. Thomas the Tank Engine movie (laughs) runtime. That brings up a good point, because... Hearing my dad talk about when I dragged him to the Pokemon movie, you would have sworn it was a 10-year affair. Oh, my affair. God. Yeah, same with my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Pokemon movie. That it was really bad. That a lot of parents. <laughs> Thomas and the Magic Railroad was 84 minutes. Yeah, okay, that's, that's, that's slightly right. more reasonable, yeah. Very cool. Glad I remember being that. a kid seeing the Pokemon movie and being like, I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the yeah, he cries to yeah, and it I, fixes. It's like what the what? This doesn't make yeah. any sense. Why aren't I they remember I was, I was looking left and right, and I was like, I, I feel like I've been duped just a little bit. <laughs> this isn't really but what I can. You get the free see. Pokemon card going into. I was just about to say that, dude. You got the free card. That's you dope. got Ancient Mew, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, that was a stupid movie. <laughs> that was a terrible movie. Uh well. I guess we can start. Hey, topics. Yeah. Yeah, what do yeah, we got? Digging in. Uh, right off the top, Psychonauts 2 is now out. Mm-hmm. Uh, came out, I don't know, last Tuesday, I think. I beat it in two days, of course. Um, you know it's got to be good then, because you long? have, like, no attention span. And I don't That's mean that true. in, like, a mean I way. I actually rarely beat You games. buy games, and literally you'll mention them once, and they'll be your favorite thing for, like, three minutes, and then you'll never talk about it again. Like, it's, it, and it's I'm not very saying I do the same thing. I, get, I do the same. Yeah. Like I'm not knocking you at all, but I'm just saying the fact that you actually committed and beat it in two days is actually a sign of praise. Like when you say, "Of course I beat it in two days," I was actually very impressed to hear that. <laughs> Certain things grab me. Like I, I don't know. It, the, it has the benefit of not being super long. I mean, it's not sh- terribly short. It's actually not as short as the first game was. Um, but it also is super engaging and very interesting and fun and funny. Uh, it's better than the first game in just about every capacity, any measure you could possibly have, I think. Graphically, I think the writing's better, more consistent, and more deep. And the gameplay's obviously much, much better than the first game was. First game was a little jank in some spots. But yeah, I highly recommend it. Uh, I was actually going to buy it out of respect for you, but it's it's 60 bucks. That's and true. And I, I was ready to spend 30 on it. So that's kind of what I'll be looking for when that game's thirty I've, bucks. I'll I think it's it. worth sixty personally, but that's me, and that might just be me justifying the cost of purchasing it in the first place. <laughs> so, um, no, it's very good. They, I don't know, man. It's like it's it's weird because they both 
Psychonauts 1 and 2 kind of look like they would be for like a like a kitty type game, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's like one a, of the big things. I think that's one of the things that turns me off about it is it just doesn't look interesting. And I'm sure it is. It just doesn't look interesting. Like if you knew nothing about it, be honest, if you just saw that art style, would you think, "Oh, that's for me?" Well, see, that's probably why it didn't sell so well the first time around. Like the first Psychonauts didn't do so hot. They it yeah, that's why it took like 14 years to make the second one. <laughs> it's cuz it's like a cult classic because the people who played it really love it, but it didn't have like broad appeal. I don't think like it was sure. critically acclaimed, but nobody actually went out and bought it and kept it and played it. Um, but they touch on some like really interesting psychological themes and deep stuff in it. It's very, very good. Um, but that's pretty much all I got to say about it. It's if you're on the fence about it after playing Psychonauts one and you're worried that it might be in some way diminished from that. I don't think that's the case for me personally. I thought it was better in every fashion. I'll tell you what Psychonauts two uh, is, is a game that really has me wanting to buy an Xbox just for game pass because every time there's a game that I'm kind of interested in, it's free on game pass. And yeah. I yep. would save True. so much money just having an Xbox and game. <laughs> yeah. And it's like that. And PlayStation has really dropped the ball the past year and a half. Well, I was, I was talking yeah, about that with our like, old, with our old pal Jack last yeah, night. Like, I was like, what, uh, what has come out for the PS five exclusively? That's not, hampered. there's only demon He's, souls. And, and he, he, he got me with that. I was like, cause I asked that question. I was like, I feel ripped off, man. I was like, name one like killer piece of hardware we've had in the in the year and a, in the year it's been out and he was like demon souls and i will admit i loved that that is a good point um but beyond it's also oh sorry oh bye. it's also con- confusing as fuck with the because when the ps5 first launched we had like a bunch of developers releasing um updates to to ps4 games like like performance updates and that's for still PS5 what's happening like, that's oh, cool. still what's happening yeah i mean it is but now we have some of those same people re-releasing ps5 versions of those same games and charging and so it's for like, them yeah yep. and now it's, it's like so i've got people who like don't follow like friends who have ps5s who like don't follow game stuff as closely like messaging me there's like three of them like what the fuck's going like what do i buy how does this work yeah like people it's so confusing people don't actually know what's going on and that's like that's where microsoft has killed it so far like they don't have any games either to be frank but they have game pass and they have what's their delivery system or whatever where oh uh x cloud yeah where you just like you can buy it and then on every possible system you have it's just ready to go yeah they they mm-hmm. don't have any games either but it's but it's next to free so you wouldn't notice yeah. it nearly and like the, the service aspect of it is much much further along that being said i'm still going back and playing the ps plus collection that came with the ps5 there's still like yeah, i'm gonna go back and play god of, of war again i think um i haven't even touched they can't get an update. so I've, I've, been mean, I've, been, I've been wanting to check out Days Gone. I've heard really good things about it. Yeah, yeah same. So it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's COVID, I'm sure, it has like the biggest impact on all these, like the release cycle. But now, like last year, there was still enough coming out where it felt like a pretty normal year. But this year, everything has been delayed. It's just been delay after delay. So if it all stays set for next year, next year is going to be a massive year with tons of stuff coming out all at once. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this year's really sucked. It definitely got even, kneecapped even the- by COVID. And I mean, yep. 
but I, I'm definitely at my limit, and I get it. I get that the the PS5 isn't distributed enough that they can really switch over and start focusing on it. I get that they would hurt their profits and everything like that. But I am I'm to my limit of PS5 editions of PS4 games that look and run almost exactly the same. Yep, like, for sure. <laughs> like if I could go back and not buy the PS5 upgrade for the director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima, I wouldn't have. Like the, it doesn't add like anything. It like graphically doesn't even change anything. No, that's because Ghost of Tsushima was already optimized. Yeah, and uh, it's just like, why did I pay like the ten dollar tax basically for nothing? Yeah. I guess. The, oh, there's lip syncing now for the Japanese uh, audio. Wow, I know, crazy. I will and say, they said I'm they thoroughly enjoyed the that expansion. because of the PS5 technology. I'm like, you're so full of shit. <laughs> like that is so stupid. I I, I'll, I will say, I'm thir- I, I was playing it this afternoon. I'm, I want to beat it. Uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying the the Island of Tiki expansion or Iki expansion, whatever it is. I don't know. Tiki Island, yeah, yeah, they it's go to really Hawaii. good. Yeah, no, it's they really <laughs> like in that one island. They they made it like a uh, a kaleidoscope of beautiful locations. Like they just every step you take is to another incredibly, unbelievably beautiful locale. Like they crammed. I I actually think that open world games would work if they just made smaller areas like this island and just focused on making every step beautiful, like they did in this expansion. I think this this uh, the island of Tiki. I don't know what it's called. Whatever, <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima expansion is the map for the future of open world games. If you're going to keep them interesting, there's there's like no big open fields that are just there to be there. Everything is yeah. very meticulously thought out well, yeah, and made like to be big, gorgeous. That's yeah. the big thing that's missing from a lot of open world games is the handcrafted kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, especially like Assassin's Creed starts feeling really bland very quickly. Um, things like GTA V are good because it's like there's some packed with so much stupid amount of detail. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's as fun and engaging as Metal Gear Solid Five is. The world does feel pretty empty, <laughs> like it's mostly just big open fields. The Africa map in that game is pretty good. Like there's enough of a varied location. Like there's the swamp section, and there's like a kind of savanna, and then there's the jungle, and there's some cool stuff in that map. But the Afghanistan one is like not that they have much to pull from, but. <laughs> was not uh, super engaging but yeah if i don't know that i i slowly am aligning with your opinion sam of like open world can only work if if everything is very engaging and i would actually just prefer a more straightforward single player experience if that's more crafted to be something than it's rather about, than it's a, a sandbox it's about the time sink i mean so much of open world games so much of video games these days Last of Us 2, I stopped playing it because of this. So much, so much of it is just designed to add time to the play to the playtime. Yeah, um, padding. Yeah, that stuff is getting more transparent yeah. now, it feels like. Or at least I'm noticing it more. Not like, you know, people are getting worse at it. I'm, it's just bothering me more now, yeah. I think it just bothers me more than it ever did. Because now that, that time that I have to do that is more precious than it was, you know. You want to talk about how time feels like it's going faster. The last thing I want to do is spend <laughs> an hour of my life climbing around a fence and under a pipe and through a tunnel because there's a a lock on a gate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like that's why I like games like Doom, where they're just like, "All right, here you go, go in there." That's why I'm I'm off of it now finally. But that's why I loved Monster Train. You you turned it on, you played it, you had a good experience every time for however long you wanted to. Uh, yeah, that was all killer, no filler. <laughs> 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 
Uh, that's all I've got for video. I mean, there's nothing to really talk about with video games. I think everything's just getting yeah, delayed next true. year, pretty much, right? We're in the calm before the storm. Before, yeah, I mean, th- there could be a bunch of delays. I, I, you know, it's possible. I guess new COD supposed out to be this year. I think still Is that right. I've got a list here of stuff coming out soon. Uh, we have before the end of the year asterisk, you know, supposedly uh, Death Loop, uh, Diablo Two remake, Far Cry Six, Back for Blood, Battlefield Twenty Forty Two, and Age of Empires. And Call of Duty Vanguard and Forza Horizon 5. And uh, Death Stranding Director's Cut, which I'm actually going to play. Oh, yeah. That's coming up. Yeah, I those things are all... I didn't it on PC, I... but I'm going to commit to doing it 4K 60 frames on PS5, I think. Sick. I like to Death Stranding. Uh, I have no desire to play it I think again. The game... <laughs> that's the that's game literally the summary amazing. I've heard from everybody. It's like, it's an amazing experience, cover to cover, but I will never touch it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine some of that stuff will get delayed, but it looks like there's a lot of stuff coming out at least. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, if you, if you're a JRPG fan like me, Tales of Arise comes out this Friday. It looks pretty stunning. Is that uh, the same like Tales of Bersaria? Yeah, yep. It's the same okay. series. This the, they've they've given it six, the 60 FPS facelift, you know, 4K treatment. It looks stunning. If you like anime inspired uh, JRPGs, it looks really good. It's going to be a day one buy for me. I'm pretty hyped about it actually. But I mean, I'm not going to spill about it here because I think that that's a pretty niche interest. <laughs> so yeah, JRPGs, yeah, they those don't miss me my with fancy that. At all. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, this is more just like a slightly more serious topic. But we talked about it last episode in a little Afghanistan situation. We're all pulled out hmm. now. Um, you ever look at a photo? like a current event photo that you know is going to be like of historical significance. Like, you know, that's going to be the picture that summarizes all of this. Did anyone see that picture of the last troop leaving Afghanistan? Yeah. He's a colonel, isn't he? I didn't catch the, the rank or anything. He was a higher ranking the, officer. Yeah. But like you see that picture and you're like, that just about summarizes it. It's the dead of night, night vision climbing into the plane. Oh yeah. This guy. Uh huh. Just a interesting little. Sometimes when you see something like that, it just like clicks and it's like, yeah, that's pretty much the perfect picture for that. For this to summarize everything that's been going on. I know the answer in my head, but I wonder how much planning went into him being the last person in country. Like, officers typically try to set things up to be beneficial for themselves. So I wonder if he made a plan to do it, or I wonder if it was just in the chaos because it's a pretty chaotic situation. I wonder if he actually had time to sit and think like, oh man, I'm the last one leaving. I would, or even if he knew. Like, I guarantee you he knew. I okay. promise you he knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was just walking actually pretend slow-mo to the plane. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like music playing. The Terminator, yeah. Chariots of fire. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, just an interesting little it's pop, definitely it's a cool not picture. Pop culture. I definitely sat events. and looked at it for a long time. Yeah. The veteran mm-hmm. friends I have are not doing well, by the way. Please check on your veteran friends. It's uh not a great time for them. Uh it, is there anything you can elaborate on there? Like in what capacity? Oh, you just have to understand that a lot of them gave the best year like their youth uh to fighting in those countries for did they do it for oil? Did they do it for Democrat, you know? For the freedom of those areas did they do it for the people next to them whatever their reasoning they gave their youth and bodies to that they lost friends and oh uh, only for it to just kind of 
Yeah, and then disappear. Like, it's just it's gone now. It, it's just yeah. over. And I've been uh, thinking about that a lot recently. <laughs> that is like the ultimate just waste, and it's very unfortunate. I mean, imagine if if a friend that was more like family, like imagine I Tom and Corey, you guys are very close. Like imagine if uh, <laughs> very close. <laughs> like imagine if one of the, if the other one had died over there, and you'd had to like literally hold him while he bled over you, and it was like for this country that was now. All oh of God, that, if like, only. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I, I know. I see what you're saying. That's, yeah. It's, been, like, it's been strange how much thinking time this whole situation has yeah. been in my brain. Like, I catch myself thinking about the whole situation and, like, including the entire, like, war on terror in totality. Like, what it, where it started and how it ended up been going on like our entire lives you know that's the crazy thing there, there's Pretty effectively much, yeah. like two generations of people that have probably served right like the ta- like gen z has become old were was old enough to enlist you know within the past couple of years and they may may have very well done so mm-hmm. so that's another generation and then you had all the folks the older folks still in the military from things like you know the desert Kuwait storm invasion yeah, desert, desert storm, storm desert shield mm-hmm. and it's just like how long did this have to go on for like when did we know that it was yeah. not going to be worth it and why didn't we do anything about it and uh yeah it's just uh it's not i don't know it's i know it's ultimately good but in the short term it is immensely terrible and it's yeah. especially terrible for the people left behind like those poor yeah yeah, they're just gonna get yeah, absolutely Jesus. demolished. By that the actually does. I do have a really badass fact. Uh, there's a group that I'm not kidding. It's called the Pineapple Express, and you can Google it. And they are an unofficial organization of veterans who have been going into Afghanistan and saving Americans and Amer- and refugees. And I think they've saved something like 400 people last time I checked. It's probably way more now. That's crazy. Holy probably one of the most and like i guess like the word is is that the government is unofficially like funding them and giving them resources but how badass is that movie gonna be when it comes out that's crazy isn't that what pineapple express is about (laughs) how do they know how do they predict that but like it's interesting i tried go ahead i was just laughing because like i would love to do that but like i was just when i heard about that my first thought was i wonder if i could get in you know you have that primal part of your brain that is like, I wonder how I can get in on that. Just wants to do shit. And then I was yeah, actually I just, just picturing my myself. Yeah, I was picturing myself. That's exactly what it was. I like looked down and I pictured myself writing that email to these probably like former like SAS and Green Beret bros and being like, hello, my name's Sam. I'm a bald guy in northern Minnesota. I'd like to get in on that action. I have. I can AR-15. run a block. I can run a block. And then I get real sleepy, and I need a nap just about every day after dinner. <laughs> Let me in on this boy. That's crazy. I'm actually gonna have to look into that because that sounds. Yeah, I that's mean, like, super good. I didn't. I yeah, I hadn't heard of that. If, as long as they're keeping everything above board, <laughs> you know. I sincerely doubt any... they're keeping everything above board. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, okay, that kind of brings up the uh, I put in the chat. Uh, I recently rewatched Generation Kill. I hadn't seen it in a long time, but all this like good, thinking yeah. about this kind of had me like it's probably good to revisit that like with the context of the time when it happened, you know, like all that. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. interesting to see like cuz that was effectively what kicked all this stuff off at least for our 
generations, right? It's like the Iraqi freedom and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And yeah, it's like it, it doesn't seem like that long ago is the crazy thing. Well, I know, and it was, I mean, so. But the then I think sh- I was eight yeah. when that started. And that's yeah, like, that's, that's yeah, even that's more crazy. crazy. So it's like, it feels simultaneously like ancient history and also like it was just yesterday. There are two uh, pieces of media that most closely uh, imitate the feeling from my military service. And, and keeping in mind that I was not a hardcore Marine scout sniper or a Marine uh, recon like they are in those uh, in these shows. But Generation Kill and Jarhead are the two things that when I watch them, I almost get nostalgic because they just very closely emulate the people I was with and the attitude and some of mm-hmm. the scenarios. So Generation Kill is a special one. I like that one a lot. Yeah. What was that documentary? To- I know we both watched it. Restrepo? The, like, yeah, yeah that's, the that's a hard one. Yeah. I've told you guys the crazy watch. thing about Restrepo was uh, I did, I was, I got honors when I finished infantry school. And um, they let me choose whatever station I wanted to go to. And I wanted to go to Italy. I wanted to go to the 173rd because I grew up in Europe. And uh, it had just so happened that the entire last like graduating class in, in the entire infantry school had gone over to the 173rd. So they were at something like 125%. They did not have room for one more person. Um, so I ended up not going there. But if I had, I would have been part of that deployment that went to Restrepo. Damn. And I probably would have been, and I probably would not have made it. So, because those that's crazy, those people that went there were in the they were in the same time that I was in, and uh, I would have deployed on that because I think that deployment happened in late two thousand six, two thousand seven. That would have been me. It's crazy. That's crazy. crazy to think of like the close calls throughout your life. Yeah, like it's just nuts little to things think that add up. And I would have asked for it. I did ask for it. I wanted to go so bad. I was so mad when I didn't get it. As a matter of fact. Um, I mean, eighteen-year-old very mad Sam in the army was kind of like, "I'm not very happy with this, sir." <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, they told me I could have anything I wanted, and then I was like, "The one seventy-third," and they were like, "Ugh." <laughs> mm, about that, <laughs> we didn't think you'd say. How that. would you like to work you in the have armory? Almost anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, so like, if you haven't at this point seen Generation Kill, listeners, or Restrepo. it's not. Or Restrepo. Restrepo is an actual documentary. Like, those are the actual people. In it's not. Everybody should see that. If you really, uh, I've I've been told that that's exactly what the war is like. Was like, I guess I can say was now. Restrepo or Generation Kill? No, Restrepo. Okay. Yeah, that one's a. They're both not fun watches. You should know that going into it. (laughs) Like it's there's, it's the, especially like Generation Kill, which is. Based on a book by a Rolling Stone reporter who was embedded with the Marine First Recon. Yeah, like, I remember reading that article when it came out. I used to read Rolling Stone like every issue. Really? Yeah, I loved Rolling Stone back in the day. I haven't read it in a long time. Yeah, I actually picked up the book. I haven't started reading it yet. Um, interested to do so again after rewatching the show. And it, it points out like just how gray everything was. And, like, the awful circumstances all these Marine Recon units found themselves in. And it's, you know, it's like the realities of war. It's not, no justification, of course, on my part. Like, some of the stuff that happens is pretty unforgivable. But um, it has, like, it, it 
it's an interesting look at the whole situation because it shines a light on like all the characters I'm in massive air quotes because they're actually real people right that's like a first hand sure. account basically are like humans are really complex people <laughs> like if you find yourself in that situation it's not an easy thing to deal with and like sure and you're yeah. being told by superiors to do this and then even though you know it's not right but then like the consequences of that it's a super fascinating show uh but again yeah not a super fun watch so don't just like oh it's movie night let's watch generation kill <laughs> um but yeah i would encourage everybody to watch it it's pretty it's really good hbo miniseries seven episodes i think it's pretty by today's standards a short watch um but yeah it's during that whole time like right after 9-11 2003 you know it's crazy even when i was a kid i remember how everybody was so vengeance oriented even oh, yeah. though yeah, they even yeah. many people will now say that they weren't and they were always like oh, we opposed were. to it we yeah, all and, were. I, and oh, i think on. back like every everybody i knew everybody i saw on tv was all like we got to get in there yeah, yeah, the retconning is actually crazy. Like, I guess there's, a, there's like, kids now old enough to vote who, you know, we we were, at least you and me, Tom, were barely old enough at the time to remember, right? Yeah. Like, just Second barely, grade. Like, like, by a year or two, There we are made people it, yeah. in college now who only know about 9-11 from history books. Yeah, so it's, like, <laughs> it's crazy that, like, yeah, you're right, just how, like, crazy gung-ho, like, how pissed off everybody universally was. And, like, it's... It's kind of inconvenient now, like that everything got so fucked, and that it's like we're 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 leaving now. It's kind of easy for everybody to pretend that it wasn't like the most bipartisan issue in the country at the time. That was like the most popular thing was go over there and fuck them up. Yeah, right? there was like that. There. Every everybody yeah, wanted and that. Like this this generation kill show like documents that perfectly because it's going in without like a full plan. It was basically let's go over there and fuck shit up, but like. The whole point of the show is like we basically just destabilized an entire country by taking out Saddam, which mm-hmm. is still a good thing. Saddam was a monster of a person, but there was no plan really in place to actually help the people take control of their own country, right? <laughs> which is exactly why it ended up it's such a shit show and we were there forever and then we ended up going to Afghanistan. But that was more for directly the war on terror, like al-qaeda and the taliban and stuff were operating out of there mm-hmm. it's just like it's a, such a mess and there was not really a historical precedence for it the closest thing is vietnam but even that was slightly more direct than the war on terror it's crazy it's wild yeah fucked up all right we have any, any uh, lighter topics to hit on here let's talk about the holocaust now <laughs> <laughs> just kidding it's just been on my mind, you know. I want to talk about it with the boys. No, it should Your be on everybody's thoughts. mind. We're we're living in history, and our gen, you know, we've all lived through a lot of history at this point. Um, it should be something that everybody's reflecting on. It's something too important to look inward and see how you feel about it, and and work through that, man. Don't repress it. Explore it, research it, come to a conclusion. You know, I uh, one hundred and ten percent joined the army because of nine eleven because I was. Definitely at the perfect age for that. Uh, I'm not even going to call it propaganda because, I mean, they did attack us and we, you know, attacked them back. Did we do it in the best way? No. <laughs> um, and, you know, I was part of that, cis, you know, cis boom, yeah, rah, 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 let's go kick some ass. 
part of things, mm-hmm. you know. And now years and years later and I see the cost of it and essentially, you know, it, it really does feel like it did not accomplish a thing. I don't think, I think that if you can look at all of that and have very simple and non-conflicted and well-elaborated opinions on it, I don't think you've thought about it enough <laughs> because yeah. consistently I yeah. have a hard time putting into words exactly how I feel about it. Um, not that I'm particularly eloquent. I'm just saying that like, if you're one of those people that's just like, we shouldn't have been there and that's all you have to say about it. I, you're not looking at it deep enough. And if you call it a victory, you're definitely not looking <laughs> at it right. deep enough. Yeah. And, that's the interesting uh, thing. It's like an entirely, probably more black than gray, but gray nonetheless, right? Like good things came of it, mm-hmm. unarguably. Like we got the guy, we got Osama. So that was good. We got Saddam out of there. That was good. But like the tremendous cost of, I know, civilian life and everything, like the collateral damage is almost insurmountable. And then the sacrifice of, you know, generations of U.S. boys going over there. You know, it's important to confront these things now and not try to whitewash them, right? For everybody yeah, listening. Yeah. yeah. Like, you, you just got to analyze it. You got to look at it and you got to, you know, like Sam's saying, make up your mind. It's not an easy thing for anybody, especially those that served. That's got to be tremendously difficult. Yeah, yeah that's what I can't even imagine. Friend. Check on your veteran friends; they're not doing okay. Yeah, I've had, for sure. I've had multiple three-hour-long plus conversations with people, and you definitely can too if you reach out and just let them know that you're there for them. Yeah, <laughs> veterans have it very hard. <laughs> it's not the same, like. I know this this is like a common thing, but it's like they did something that for me, I don't think I could ever do. Like there was a time where I thought I could, but like in hindsight, I would never want to be in that position ever. And they did it and they had to, they did what they, you know, they did what they thought was right. Serving our country, get put into a very rough spot. A lot of them that got deployed, you know, horrible circumstances. Only to come back and it it wasn't, at least I hope this isn't the case. I guess I don't really know. It's not like Vietnam era where the soldiers came back and were like booed. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely not. not. No, they've but been... they're just like not referenced or cared about, it mm-hmm. seems like. Which is even, I think, worse in a way. Because they're not even acknowledging it. Like, you know, you think back, obviously, like World War II. That's a huge thing. There's like parades and stuff. When's the last like parade you've seen for returning veterans from the Middle East. I have East. no idea. Like, when's uh, the last time I you even no heard idea. about anybody coming back? Yeah. So it's, it, I mean, it did, like, completely leave the public conscious for, like... Many years. Ten years? Yeah. How long... I mean, how long were people just like, la, 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 just not thinking about yeah, it? it was just a thing that <laughs> was, was going on. It was a long on. time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, crazy. We could probably move on now. <laughs> Committed a lot of time. But, yeah. Again, check on your veteran friends, like Sam's saying. They, uh, sacrificed a lot to keep our country safe. Goes without saying. So. Just do it, already? (laughs) Just do it! If I find out that one of you who's listening right now doesn't go 
contact a friend go that they have. That's a, veteran. Go taunt a veteran. Go taunt a veteran. If anyone who doesn't go taunt a veteran, <laughs> call him a baby killer. I can't speak. Cyber bully I, them until they the, hang themselves. The tumor that's in my brain is growing, <laughs> and my it's affecting my speech. Go contact a veteran friend. I will personally come to your house, and I'll kill you. He'll do it. I know in him better than Minecraft. you. Okay. He'll do it. I will. Uh, yeah. So what else is going on? College degrees and employer tests. Yeah, I don't. I remind me if I said this in the pod. I was talking to somebody about this, but I, I, I also have a brain tumor, so I don't remember. <laughs> do you think, with the extent like where college attendance is now, where people just go because you kind of have to to be like to function in society, or, or to have a place in society? What do you think would happen to college? It's kind of, you just, you apply for a job now and you you go, oh, I have a degree. And then like, you just get totally retrained anyways, because whatever you learned is like at best tangentially related to whatever you're actually doing. Um, what do you think would happen to college attendance if they could just like make you take an IQ test when you, when you applied for a job? Isn't that just kind of what that certificate is? It's like, hey, here, look, I'm not stupid. I'm capable of completing something. I did this. I think, yeah. I mean, yeah, basically, like it shows you <laughs> can finish not something. To that's not true in all cases, you know. Maybe like doctors, yeah, you have like a really technical degree, right? You have like specialized sure, sure, research sure. training and stuff, obviously. But like, yeah, but I feel like there's a lot of stuff. Business degree, that, like, yeah, you know. I feel like most people who have a degree could do most jobs, right? And by most, I mean like a plurality, like fifty percent of jobs, right? Yeah. If you just like the average person could do most things, right? I was thinking about that. I don't know. I think that's funny. Yeah. I don't know. College. Because, <sighs> you know, because uh, like I said, like, I, I feel like, I mean, this is pretty anecdotal, but everybody I know who has a degree and got a job in their field, with the exception of you, Sam, and I would say the medical field, um, has told me that, like, yeah, I got the job and then nothing I learned in school was in any, any way at all related to what the job is and you just get retrained anyways right yeah i've had similar experiences talking to people as and it goes like it's hand in hand with just the devaluing of degrees in general now where it's like an expectation for even pretty low level jobs that you have some kind of degree or that's mm -hmm. that's put on application like applications and stuff right that's like the wish list is what companies do. Well, yeah, they and put now, what they want. sure. And now, if you have like a grad degree, like that's that's the special thing, right? It's not having, you know, yeah. it's not having a degree because those grow on trees now. I mean, number wise, like just so many people have them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just seems weird. It's weird. I didn't have I didn't have a lot to talk about on that one. <laughs> What's so funny, Sam? Oh no, I just uh, I was just laughing because you're like, eh, I don't know. It's weird. That's all. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. just a little weird. It's just a little funny that I, I feel like our entire education system is built around a lie. It's just a little weird. <laughs> it's just strange. Yeah, you know, kind of weird. You don't find <laughs> that a little strange. Anyways, anyways Paw Patrol. It's all about, it's all about enslaving us with out? debt. About enslaving us in debt. Keeping us working. If we're not $100,000 in debt starting out, then how do we keep the population working? Yeah. Tom, you had, and I agree with this, You, your topic you have here, lots of awesome music this year. Yeah. There has been some good music this it year. It has been like a that. strangely big year for music. 
Yeah, usually I'm like, I'm kind of already doing some Megasode, like pre, like getting my stuff together, right? Yeah, Reminiscing what I've watched and listened to and whatever. Uh, usually I'm like, I'm like going to Spotify, like, when did this come out? What came out? This like, but I'm, I'm, it's easy to come up with mine. Or at least the thing, I haven't ranked them yet, but like the things that I've listened to that are new, that I really liked, it's just like one after another. There's so many. Yeah, I, I'm the same experience here. This is the first year where I didn't have to go to the Wikipedia page for albums released in 2021. Yeah. To uh-huh. fill out and then scramble to listen to it and see if I liked it. <laughs> this yeah, year yeah, I actually I- had 10 albums that I was like, oh, these are all very good. Uh huh. Yeah, before, on like a good year, it would be like, oh wow, three bands that I like made an album this year. <laughs> yeah. It's a good year. Yeah. Now there were like, I've got like eight, I think. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, you got that to look forward to a good music we've been, segment. We've been there. like hyping up the Megasode a lot this year more than usual. <laughs> <laughs> That's our big uh, seller. <laughs> our big downloaded. Yeah, we're hyped about the the Megasode this year, I guess. Yeah. Well, maybe we can maybe we can slightly pivot the topic. What's uh? What do you guys? Anything new come out recently that you guys have all been listening to? Uh, let's see. I listened to the new thing. You want to shill here? Sturgill Simpson album. I'm curious to see how it's going to be received because it's a concept album, concept slash story album, and it's like it's very interesting because it's it's a structurally like old hill music and it's like about this heroic you know woodsman in kentucky in like the 1800s or something okay and yeah it's like a story but like it's very classic like bluegrass country music as compared like his last album was well his last like uh not bluegrass covers of his own music album sound and fury was like this hard rock and like almost psychedelic rock album so it's like mm-hmm. quite a departure <laughs> from that it's good i'm not 100 percent sold on it yet i think i just need to give it a listen more but yeah i'd recommend it still i love sturgill simpson i think he's excellent what else has been lots of new music i've, I've been listening to like bands yeah I just found a, a a new band called Vola that like it's like it's like prog pop. <laughs> it's really weird shit. It's like super 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 catchy though. I like them a lot. Hmm. Obviously, I think earlier this year we talked about this even. The new um I think it launched on January 1st. The uh that handsome devil their newest album oh yeah that was good it's a great album so that's been a good oh actually john mayer's new album is real good i like I gotta it a check lot. it out it's a lot slower and it's like a very much an homage to like 80s pop music but i liked it a lot i really enjoyed it the new modest mouse was pretty good oh yeah golden casket or whatever it is yeah golden casket yeah that was i a like it a lot yeah then there's like I'll tell you what wasn't good is Kanye West's new album. Any of you guys uh, even tried to get through I, it? I've only I heard listen to, to I Donda. Have not no, to it. Yeah, it's called Donda. It is uh it is real bad. <laughs> I got bored. I got bored. And I, I I'm not gonna say that there's nobody that it'll appeal to, and if you like it, then you like it. Um, it wasn't my thing. 
Um, and I would say the same thing about the new Killers album. Did any of you guys give that a try? I yes. didn't. No, I did. Same. I, uh, that's not why I listened to the Killers. Basically, yep. is what. That's what I was gonna say. I, I respect what they did, and I will say this about that album: they did a crazy good job of capturing the feel of a small town with yeah. their little clips and voices. Like they really nailed that. Which uh, is probably harder to do than it looks, but I really is that like a this. concept album or something. It's it's yeah, it's all about like small town living, and like they they have little excerpts from like interviews with people around a, a typical small town. I think it's you know. the town he grew up in. Is it? I was wondering yeah. about that. I'm pretty sure. I and, could be wrong about uh, that. Man, they just they nail it. Like you listen to it, and you just get a complete feel for for the town as a whole. I mean, it's like one of them. The one that I immediately think of is there's one where it's like a. A girl and she's like, "Yeah, I've been hunting since I'm about six. You can you can start hunting now at eleven. They'll let you get your license." Yeah, just like <laughs> and, that's a topic uh, of conversation. Yeah. yeah, and there's another one where it's like obviously two electricians and one guy drops something and the other one's telling him his uh you know significant other that he'll be home late. I don't know. They're really good portraits. Like they're the they they stand out more than any of the music, unfortunately, which just was kind of like. Okay. A giant wave of sound and not necessarily in a good way in my opinion uh they I, definitely like i honestly can't remember a chorus to one song off the they top definitely of right were now. trying to get away from like the big arena rock kind of thing like that was obviously not that's goal unfortunate yeah. yeah it's like respect to him for wanting to do that that's fine but again that's not why i listen to the killers i like the stylish like pop rock aspect that they've been pushing. Like I liked their I liked Wonderful Wonderful. That had enough experimental I liked wonderful, stuff wonderful in, too. Yeah. in there where it was like it was interesting and it was different, but they still had like, you know, the man and like so, like that songs like that that Yeah, were the like, crowd pleasers. Yeah. I would say that was the last album of theirs that I really liked and I actually liked that one a lot. So But I don't hate it. I mean, they're very clearly making the music that they want to make and I say good for them. Um at this point, I don't know that I would hmm, it would depend on how they sold the idea of a show. I would have a hard time going to a killer show if they were going to push this new album a lot because I feel uh, like it would be very boring. Well, we went to a show right after Wonderful Wonderful came out. And they like if it was like that, where they sprinkle it in, I think that would be fine. Because that was wall-to-wall killer's greatest hits show, and it was awesome. Like, could that was like the best. I think that's probably the best show I've ever been to was that killer show. Cause it was just nonstop. I'm not jealous. <laughs> I'm not. And then, but then they still had like, you know, they started off with wonderful, wonderful songs. Like if they did that again, like if they played like a few songs off of this and then they're like, all right, now it's time for sing along time with the killers. <laughs> um, I could go and see it, but if they're going to be like, we're only playing this album and that's it, then probably not. I still think about that show a lot just because I really liked his speech at the very beginning where he was talking about Evil Knievel. And he's like, I'm only here for the attempt at greatness. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I promise you nothing. I'm just here to give it my best shot. I don't know why I really liked that. Yeah, that's good. I thought that was just such a cool thing to say at the beginning of like a huge sold out rock show. Like, hey, I'm going to do my best, but like I, I'm here for just the, you know, I'm just doing my best. <laughs> I'm just here to get paid. No, that wasn't that it. He, that no, wasn't no, that, that really wasn't it. It wasn't like I'm I'm just here to get paid. It was uh I'm gonna do my absolute best, but I can't promise you like a great show. That was kind of like I don't know if he was feeling bad that <laughs> night or what, but he was like I, I forget the exact nature of it the farther away from it I get, but it was something like, you know, 
he was out there and he was rocking out and he was like, you know, Evil Knievel used to say you pay for the attempt, not the achievement. And he's like, and I'm going to do my best to give you a great show. <laughs> he's like, but all I can do is attempt or something like that. Do you remember what I'm talking about, Tom? Yeah. You have yeah. Any memory of that? It was, yeah. It was like, yeah, it was basically that, right? The, yeah. The I really liked that. Off. I really, really way. liked that. It was cool. There was something very uh, humanizing about it. That really like it, it. It served very well to break down that barrier between performer and audience. Yeah, man, I I need this COVID shit to end. Okay, I need to start going to some live shows again. Oh, that is we got, that has been missing from my life. Got some tentative booked ones. We do. That's in October, right? Uh, end of this month. Oh shit! September twenty eighth. Yeah. See Megadeth. Hopefully. And then actually, and Lamb of God. I got tickets to churches for me and Shay in November. See if that works. Yeah, my next uh, show is AFI in January, I think. January or February. Oh, dude, I got. I was so sad. <laughs> like the, uh, I'm really, really, really into a band right now called Between the Barrett and Me. They just put out a new album last yeah, week. Yeah, was that, that Colors like, Super. Yep, yeah. I'm super like hooked on that shit. Okay, it was like last Saturday. I found out. I like Saturday morning. I was browsing Reddit, whatever. I saw something. They played a show in Minneapolis the night before that, and I had no idea. Oh sh- <laughs> snap! Ah, it hurts. I gotta oh, wait well. a full year. <laughs> True. Unless they do like a, a double tour and come back. Feels bad. Oh, you know, I'll just send them an email. I'll be like, "Hey guys, I <laughs> I missed Would the you can, you, can you come back, please?" <laughs> oh, you never know. I'll see low actually on September 11th. Oh, that's cool. Over in Stillwater, Minnesota. That should be interesting. A low show on 9-11 somehow makes perfect sense. (laughs) If you know that band, that actually adds up perfectly. If you're going to go see a live show on 9-11, it should be low. It's like a (laughs) festival, apparently, but all the other acts I've literally never heard of. So... I guess I'll report back. (laughs) Some of it looks kind of... I've heard low shows are pretty crazy. I've heard they're very, like, uh, they're almost like church. Yeah, I saw... That's what I've heard. I saw them live at Bayfront a couple years back. Uh, It was good. I actually fell asleep (laughs) listening to it, so I don't know if that's good or bad, but... uh, I went through a big low phase. I I can't do them as much anymore. Yeah, Um, I have to be in a very specific mood. Yeah. To want to listen to it, but it's good. It's, you know, good old Duluth natives. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Anybody else got any cool shows coming up? Well, like I said, no, just, but I, I haven't had my ear to the ground for a while. I, I just start looking now that the shows are actually happening and they're not all getting canceled. Like I, I thought they might. I'll, I gotta see who's playing what. AFI next year. That's my next show. Who's playing with them? You know? I have no idea. I, I've been wanting to see AFI is one of my bucket list bands. There, I've been listening to them since like seventh grade, so I'm pretty excited to see them. Yeah, I was gonna I'm, say I'm they were worried. big when I was in middle school. Big they're time. probably the first band I, I've ever gone to see where I would actually be more excited if they were like, "We're gonna play some oldies for you tonight." Because I hate everything <laughs> post 2010 that they've ever done. <laughs> well, they got a what's their? I think of their big song. Miss Murder was huge. Um, the leaving song was huge. <laughs> Wait a second. What? T- t- <laughs> Michelangelo Basio is going to play a show in Duluth. Who? 
Yeah, I was gonna Michael, say. <laughs> the guitarist? I assume you knew him or would know him. Wait, right, how mind. do you pronounce his I'm last name? I'm talking to nobody. Michelangelo Batio. Ba- that's right, right? B A T I O? Oh, okay. I yeah, I do think I know who you're talking about. I just I <laughs> I've never I heard I'm his name right. pronounced, I think is what it was throwing me. But I think I that's know crazy. who that is. I got let me look up. He's just like solo guitarist, you know, musician. He must have been on an album. He though. does like shreddy stuff. Angela. Let me see a picture of this guy. I'm guessing I know exactly how he looks already. <laughs> you wants to see Five Finger Death Punch. Oh yeah, this guy. He is the two guitar thing. Yeah. I remember. Oh wait, no, Sam, you went to that show, right? And it got cancelled? Yeah, I was going to go see Five Finger Death Punch. I'm not like a huge fan. Uh, but yeah, like they, they, every show I've ever tried to go to Duluth gets and, and gets canceled. Really? What else got canceled? Uh, Midas Mouse got canceled when I tried to see them in Duluth. Oh, yeah. Damn. Damn. Yeah, that sucks. I'd be bummed out. Yeah, Five Finger Death Punch was more just to go out and do something to mosh a little bit. Uh, they were playing with Three Days Grace, which would have been a cool band to see. I was way more excited about Three Days Grace than uh, Five Finger Death Punch. I'm like almost more excited to see Lamb of God than I am Megadeth. Actually, no, <laughs> I take that back. Megadeth's going to be great. I'm going to see Rage Against the Machine next year. That's with awesome. RTJ. Ten out of ten. Yeah, and, ra- so and, and Run the Jewels is opening for them, and I would definitely say, and, and this is probably sacrilege, but I don't care. I'm more excited to see Run the Jewels than I am Rage Against the Machine. Don't get me wrong, I like Rage Against the Machine too, but you really ready to get to politicked at by two acts in a row. Ooh, what else is on the old list, boys? Let's see what we got here. Do crust in the wind, right? Or do we have anything else? I jump right into it. I don't have anything else. I guess real quick, there's a documentary about Bob Ross on Netflix. Well, it's about his estate, basically, and the shenanigans that are going on with that. His own. Oh, really? I didn't know there were shenanigans. Yeah, basically. I don't know. You got to watch it. it. He was like adamant that he partnered with this, these two people. And he was adamant that they would never own his name or be able to use his like likeness or anything after his death. Of course, they mm-hmm. were able to do that. Sure. With some shenanigans. And now his son doesn't even have like the right to use the Ross name for painting classes or anything. Otherwise, he'll get sued. Really? And there was like, tons of people that got sued. Nobody would interview for the documentary, or a lot of people wouldn't, because they were worried about getting sued by this hyper-litigious like, psycho couple that uh, and and who is the, who are these people some polish name Kwa. because kowals it's not kowalski i don't think let me see here bob ross incorporated owners annette and walt kowalski it was kowalski and how did they come into like the position that they're in where they own everything so um basically Bob had in his will that all of the rights to everything would go to his brother-in-law, 51% of it ownership there, and then 49 to his son. The reason he made his son less was because he was young at the time. Mm-hmm. So um, he thought his, I guess, brother-in-law would be better at managing it or something. But this Annette and Walt... Kowalski got to the brother-in-law and got his signature so now they own it in its entirety so like that's crazy and it's, damn yeah it's just 
it's a sad kind of documentary and it recontextualizes a lot of the show if you watch joy of painting which i do every now and again it's just kind of relaxing but yeah give it a watch it's interesting documentary corner recommendation here so i refuse yeah, i'll have to check that out nope <laughs> damn i refuse Screw um, the Bob Ross documentary. <laughs> Screw Bob Ross. Have Nobody even like that guy. Finger Fuck right him. Up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Bob. Yeah, I'll show that fro, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, crust in the wind. Racial uh. appropriation. <laughs> Let's go. We listen to. Oh wait, hang on. Roll the theme song. Oh uh, yes. I close my ears These bands all had a moment And that moment's gone All these songs Pass before their ears to mediocrity Crust in the wind All they are is crust in the wind Okay, now we're back. All right, so Crust in the Wind, we listened to Crazy Clown Time by acclaimed filmmaker and TV showmaker, David Lynch. Yes. All right, first things first, we'll go around. Let's get the score from everybody. All right. Let's start uh, with Tom. What do you got? I don't hate it nearly as much as I thought I would. and I don't necessarily like it but i don't i think i'm gonna give it a zero like i'm pretty neutral to it i don't hate it i don't like it i'm actually kind of glad it exists to an extent there's some real insufferable parts i it's between a zero and a negative one i think i'll i'll just right. say zero though for the sake of easiness all right sam no no core i'm gonna ask you yours first i'm a minus two okay okay i'm pretty down on it i i mean i'll, I'll say more afterwards yeah i'm on a minus two uh, a negative three for me. I hated it. <laughs> Absolutely unforgivable <laughs> hatred. I see. Yeah, I guess I, I had the most positive experience. Yeah, it, I I thought that it would be higher for you too. I thought this would maybe up your guys' alley a little bit more. No way. It's. I, I feel like I wrote down. It came to me when I was listening to it. I wrote down that I'd never listened to anything that simultaneously felt like someone poured their heart into it and also phoned it in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. my, my initial, my, if I was going to write a review and I had to write like a first sentence, um, I think we've all, when you have friends for a long time, there's a few things that you're inevitably going to have to do. One of them is help them move. Right. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that inevitably they're going to get into something, a hobby of some kind. A lot of the time it's going to be music and they're going to bring you into their room and they're going to have a computer and they're going to hit play on, on some music. And you're going to be like, Ooh boy. <laughs> and it's going to come on and you're going to, and there's going to be that part of you that's going to be like, man, they put some work into this. This is not produced horribly. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you're going to like it. <laughs> and this felt like that. I just pictured this the David Lynch, like he obviously put some work into it and, and he dragged the whole world into his room to listen to it. And we were all just <laughs> stuck there for the two hours or whatever it is for that album. Um, and the other thing was, is it was so unapologetically, um, a breakup album too. And I mean, in that same thing, the thing you do for friends, eventually you're going to have to talk a friend through a breakup. And there were several songs on this that just felt like 
when you're stuck at at Culver's or a restaurant or something while your friend like half sobs and tells you about this breakup that you cared about for the first 10 minutes but are now very bored listening to but you are kind of chained there um it's like a, a as an emotional hostage because you want to support them through it mm-hmm. um that's how and and that is the one good thing the reason this album is not a negative five is because he does capture feelings and emotions very well in his production um there's the one song i think it's actually the crazy clown time I think it's the title track that mm-hmm. captures perfectly what it's like to, to be that wrong kind of drunk, that bad kind of drunk. I don't know if you guys get that bad kind of drunk. Um, if you've never had to buy your high school best friend an ice cream cake that says, sorry, I kissed your wife. Uh, you probably <laughs> haven't been to the same level of bad drunk that I have. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> um, but that song really captures uh, um, that. There's another one called Unproductive Thoughts, and I swear to God... Strange and Unproductive Thinking. Yeah, Strange and Unproductive Thinking, and I Googled right away, is David Lynch a manic depressive? Because if you've ever talked to a schizophrenic or somebody going through a very manic phase, that is... It's just the ranting. Exactly what it's like. I was going to say it was some schizo shit, yeah. Yeah. When... I thought that right away as soon as it started, but then as soon as you started talking about teeth, because I... Again, I have a mental health background. I've worked in mental health for at least half my career. Um, so I've had that conversation. I was like, man, this is literally exactly what it's like uh, when somebody's in some kind of mania or in a real bad schizophrenic episode where they're just pulling whatever, you know, these these crazy, somewhat unconnected, but but in a way connected thought. The word salad. Yeah. <laughs> um. But all in all, I don't get too technical because you and Tom, uh, Corey, are much more technical um, musicians than I am. But one thing that I immediately noticed about this was that almost every song has the same plotting for four time. Um, That just makes it unbearable. Every song feels like you're you're wading through a swamp. And it's very sonically uninteresting. And even when it almost does something sonically interesting, he'll start putting some voice over it. And it just immediately loses any of the air that it had built up. What, you don't um, like on half the song someone going, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and say it. It does not, I don't care if it's produced even well. It takes no talent to have some some low bass going and whisper some creepy shit over it. That's not art. That's not hard to do. It's not even really hard to make that sound good. I'm sorry. It's, it's not like a showcase of talent. You give that boom, 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 and you're like, I'm going to watch you through your window. That's not, it's stupid. I'm sorry. It's, it's stupid. And, and the boringness got to a point where it just all kind of fuzzed together. And I, let's see if I can remember. There's a song. It's something called like lightning flashing on the hill or something like that. I'm not going to look it up. Oh, that yeah. was the exact point on the album where I realized that I'd completely zoned out and hadn't been paying attention for a long time. The Night Bell with Lightning? Yep, that's the one. <laughs> yep. When that song came on, I realized that I had tuned out long ago. And that I was just doing it out of obligation at that point. This, uh, my closing statement about this album was this one of the first times I've done this for this podcast where I legitimately stopped and was like, this is just a terrible waste of my time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't... I'm trying to think... Of why I shouldn't change my score to lower. Because, like, now that we're talking about it, I'll stick with a minus two. But I think it might be a mistake. I'm trying to think of something 
not terrible about it. Because it is just like the same... Cause like We looked it up on Wikipedia. Hang on, let's see. Crazy Clown Time. It was written entirely by David Lynch and the producer, right? Which means the producer did all the work writing all the music, whatever to whatever extent that did anything. And then uh, David Lynch came in and he was like, oh yeah, and make this sound like this instead. Uh, and that was it. Like that. So how, <laughs> and then what do you think the David Lynch sounds like? <laughs> no, no, no. He ran and he was like, we need to make this show. Oh, his voice is into like it is crazy clown time. <laughs> he kind of talks like this. Exactly. No, no, we, we need to... He does... Um, David Lynch is a weird dude. Have we talked about his YouTube channel <laughs> on the podcast? I was hoping that would come up because that's the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. Uh, David Lynch has a YouTube channel called David Lynch Theater and every single day he uploads a video of himself telling you what the weather's going to be like, where he lives, and that's it. Oh, and then... Wait, wait what's today's number? Oh, uh, yes, yeah, and another one... He does the number of the day, okay, where he just shows up on camera. He says, hey, everyone, whatever. He has a big jar full of ping pong balls with numbers on them, and he mixes it around, and he picks a number, and he shows it to the camera, and that's the number of the day. That's the David Lynch number of the day. <laughs> what kind of views is he getting? <laughs> it's like a weird, it's like an internet cult hit thing. It's People watch it. He gets like 10K views. That's so funny. We should just start, well, no, we don't have the cloud of David Lynch to just start picking numbers and people being like, what? Okay, so he gets Weirdly about 4,000 well, views take your, let's take your, He's not getting like a million views. He gets but like, 4,000 people are like, oh, let's watch the guy. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's, it's, not like a, it's not like a phenomenon. Is That's it? true. <laughs> Wait, hang on, place your bets. What do you think the number of the day is? September 4th, 2021. Eight. Uh, Sam, uh, zero through ten. Uh, six. It is... Today's number is three. Damn. Sucks to be you. There's always tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, no hate to the guy. I think that he's probably a very artistic and creative person. Um, I will never even consider listening to anything off this album again. And I think I like I, him a little bit less. because. <laughs> and I I'm might sure go back to the Crazy Clown Time music video at some point. I can't make any promises. I never watched. The, is it a good music video? It's some. Never... It's some weird shit. It's. It's exactly what you would think a David Lynch <laughs> music is, video is... would be. Yeah, it actually. You could picture it. I promise. <laughs> um, well, I guess since I have the most, well, not even positive, neutral, the to least this, bad. Um, I listen to a lot of music when I'm doing stuff. And I've made the comment before on uh, other Crust in the Wind albums that some of it just bleeds into the background better than others. Like, for example, um, Nariatas or whatever by... Oh, the Chevelle one? Yeah. That makes itself fully apparent. <laughs> it is terrible. Terribly obnoxious, painful to listen to. This wasn't always painful to listen to. Um... I didn't actually care too much about the kind of droningness of the album, because again, it kind of just was in the background. Um, there's some really interesting kind of guitar. Um, I I hate to call it guitar work, but like uh, interesting guitar effects. I found the mix to be um, a lot more dense than I would have suspected, given listening to just Crazy Clown Time first. <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, it's <laughs> this is exactly what I would expect a full-length album by David Lynch to turn out as. Like, it didn't like surprise me by how weird or plotting or um, dreamlike it was, because that's like exactly his mo. Is like, see, I'm sorry, I, I wouldn't even call it dreamlike or weird. If it was more dreamlike and weird, I think I might have liked it more. It was just completely uninteresting to me. <laughs> like, okay, so you have somebody saying, like, I'm going to watch you through your window. Okay, that's not, it doesn't really do anything for me. It's not, It's. it doesn't do anything to stand out. You know what I mean? If yeah. anything, for a guy as, as successful as David Lynch, it almost feels like it's trying too hard. I actually am disappointed at the lack of talent and creativity in it. <laughs> I don't think trying too hard is one of... Uh david lynch's things i think if anything <laughs> like this is just like a whim idea that's what it kind of felt like the whole time i don't know like it's he's such that's fair his that's stuff fair. is so weird to try to analyze because i can never tell exactly how committed to a project he is it's like some of his movies are very good some of them are a little weird I don't know. Weird is like the ultimate descriptor for David Lynch, I think. Just strange. How do you think somebody so weird finds success? Like, I, that's a really good question. Yeah, I, I, feel like, I feel like the world is so competitive and everything. Like, I, I don't know. I, just, I, I feel like maybe it was easier back when he was making Dune and stuff like that, maybe. But I feel like in today's like, hyper-competitive blockbuster market, if you go into a room and you're like, I wear crabs on my head. You're just going to get sent <laughs> home. You know what I that's mean? A like, good, yeah. That's a good well, point. Like, <laughs> I think a lot of his his, his his most known and notable thing is Twin Peaks, I would say. Maybe Eraserhead, you could argue for, too. Eraserhead mm-hmm. is what I know him for. Eraserhead and Doom. And Dune. Dune. Um, and I think he had the benefit on Twin Peaks. And I don't know this. I don't really know any of the behind-the-scenes stuff. He had some kind of ballast with the co-creator of that show to maybe level off the right amount of the weirdness but that being said this show took a marked downturn the second david lynch left so i think he was responsible for a lot more of that show's success than they initially thought uh but yeah he like he, twin peaks is good like the david lynch stuff is really interesting he's all, all about dreams he's a big dream guy dream studying so like all of that's where all those like famous dream scenes in Twin Peaks come from, like the little little person who like walks backwards and talks backwards and like the giant guy and you know. It's stuff you don't forget. And it's interesting and different. This I wish there had been I wish there had been some of that energy on this album. Uh, you're telling me crazy clown time, you're gonna forget. Yeah. That's a good I really point, will actually. I'm sorry, I will forget it. I'm, I don't I'm believe sorry, you. I don't. Ollie I don't wore think you're gonna shirt, forget Crazy man. Clown Time. Ollie I think I think shirt. a lot of this album is like you said, it like drones on. It's like repetitive, like MIDI loops and just weird shit. I'm gonna remember Crazy Clown Time. <laughs> the music video must do something for it because oh, I haven't it seen it. And I mean, it was one of the more it was it was the closest this thing had to a standout song, probably. In that it, it made me take note, like it broke me out of my days and the I was trance. Like, oh, yeah, I'm listening to something right now. But it it didn't do anything remarkable. Like you guys are kind of overselling it, and I'm sorry. That I mean, that's just my opinion. It's one against two right now, so you guys have the majority. Um, but I, I'll have to watch the music video because obviously I've seen music videos that really heighten songs. Like it's actually kind of a bummer when you see a music video first and you're like, man, this song's killing it. 
and then you listen to it just on Spotify and you're like, man, this is missing a lot without the visuals. So you I don't ever know do the opposite where like you hear a song and you really, really like a song and then you watch the music video and you're like, damn, this video is really stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's happened too. <laughs> I want to close the loop on something we brought up on the last podcast at the very uh-huh. end of that Crust in the Wind. And it was that um, many music outlets gave this album a better review than the Nickelback album we listened to. This oh, might yeah. incense yeah. both of you. But I actually agree. <laughs> I would rather listen to this than that Nickelback album. I would. I would listen, I would to, listen to the Nickelback album again. Well, I know. Like, if I had to, <laughs> I don't want to listen to <laughs> Sam, that's not the. No one's arguing. <laughs> There's not a gun to your head right now, and you have to listen to one of them. <laughs> yeah, so I won't listen. To yeah, I know. Let's go I'm back just, over, the, let's go back saying, over the reviews I, here. I am okay with it being ranked higher than that album. That is fine. I would choose. I would choose Nickelback literally just because it's a shorter album. <laughs> <laughs> if I enough. had to choose, I let's would go, go back. Hang on. Let's go back over the crazy clown time reviews. Okay, we have all music. Give it three and a half stars. AV Club B minus. Billboard give it four out of five stars. Billboard magazine. Oh boy. Rolling Stone give it two. Damn. I purposefully don't look up reviews for these things because I. Uh, I have a tendency to, I think, because uh, we're all a little bit insecure, even when we're just making a little podcast that three people listen to. We want to sound maybe smarter than, and all that. Yeah, we want to sound smarter than maybe we are. So I'm always worried that if I look up reviews, I'll like absorb some of what I read and, and, and just vomit it up here. So I don't do that. So I'm, I'm actually really glad to know. I, I'm very surprised. Who gave it four out of five stars? Or <laughs> Billboard <laughs> Magazine. Billboard did. I would love to see some quotes. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. sounds, that's like, that's too much. Like, it's not good. Like, this isn't a good album. I, I think I've never really gave a shit about music reviews. I feel like I, I'm confident enough in, like, my music palette. Like I, like, I know what I like and what I don't like enough. It's not like movies or something where, like, maybe something went over my head. And, you know, like, yeah, it's not like that. Yeah, like, more analytical to it. Yeah. yeah well, that, that, that's I, what I I'm talking like, about is the analytics. Like, I'm never worried that I'll read, like, I'd read Billboard's review and be like, maybe I do like it. I'm more worried that, like, it would be like... <laughs> From the B flat of the second chord arrangement, you can yeah, see it clearly. Yeah. I'm worried that I'd be like, "Oh, that sounds good. That's how I want to sound when I talk." So yeah. I would, like, well, say and, some and I never, I would never, <laughs> like, I, I feel like the odds of me agreeing with a music review are way lower than any other kind of re- review. Like generally, if I thought a movie was good, it generally has pretty good reviews, and if I thought it was bad, it generally doesn't have great. But like music, it's like you're just flipping coins. Like it could literally be anything. It's so more temperamental. That's that's what I use Reddit for these days is I'll listen to if I'm really excited about an album I'll listen to it once or twice, three times, something like that. And then I like to go and I like to search the Reddit specifically for that album and see what other people are thinking about it. Mhm. And uh that's just more interesting to see how it's landing for other people. Like I'm really fascinated in that kind of stuff. Like I really liked Modest Mouse Golden Casket. Now I'm finding out that it actually didn't uh resonate very well with fans. Yeah, I know. I didn't I heard like that it too. that much like, personally. I thought it was I, better than, like, one of their better ones in recent history. I liked it more than since, Strange... Uh, what was it? Strangers to Ourselves? I liked it better yeah. than that. Yeah. I would agree with you. It's by no means their best work. I'm yeah. not sitting here saying it's... I'm not... It's definitely not my favorite album from this year or anything like that. Yeah, but I it's enjoyed no it. good news for people who enjoy yeah, bad absolutely news. not. No, it's, it's not even nearly to that level. But I definitely was... I've listened to it multiple times and have enjoyed each time I've listened to it. So. Yeah. Like... That is weird. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't go out of my way. 
I like I literally if there's like a rank next to um an album, like a star rating on whatever platform I'm using to listen to music or whatever, I literally could not care less. Like most of the time I don't even agree with it. It's strange how exclusive to music that seems to be where it's like because I, I it must be like partially like TV and film if you don't like something that is critically acclaimed like people will come after you and call you like yeah. you have no taste or something like I can't a, a I can't sit here and talk about like oh I like Transformers <laughs> it's like oh you like Transformers <laughs> what are you fucking stupid like you know and it just blows up into this whole thing but music is just like yeah you do you man like not everybody listens to metal not everybody listens to country <laughs> you know like I, I would disagree in that there are some real snobs in just about every area of music oh i'm sure they you exist can, yeah, i'm just yeah. saying it like doesn't affect me nearly as much as like oh sure i'm sure. way more susceptible to uh crit like falling in line with a critic's opinion on movies video games and tv than i am for music like i'm completely separated I, for music i think i enjoy what i enjoy I gotcha. and i don't really give a shit what anybody thinks I would say I'm like that with everything. I always get really interested, and I've I have read pieces on movies and music that reframed the way I thought about it, that made me want to give it another shot. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, I've definitely I, I I've read and watched reviews of things that gave me a new appreciation for material. I can say I've never watched or read anything that if I enjoyed it, I read it and I was like, oh, I didn't actually enjoy it. Like that's never ha- you won't make yeah. me Did like I anything really enjoy it. Yeah, well, yeah. There, the interesting thing is, there is the Star Wars effect, where I remember, I remember, I'm old enough to remember, the prequel trilogy, walking out of the movie theater each time, and even the most recent, I actually, when I walked out of the Last Jedi theater, I was like, oh, that was actually pretty good, and then I thought about it for 10 minutes, and I was like, actually, you know what, that was a piece of shit, <laughs> and that was the same thing with the prequels, like, I remember early on, it seemed like everybody were enjo- was enjoying those movies. And then oh, eventually it just started falling off hard and everybody was, and with good reason, they're not good movies. I'm not saying, I'm not going to sit here and say they were good movies. There's just like a weird effect that happens. I have so. a really soft spot for Phantom Menace. I was the perfect age for Phantom Menace. And I saw that with my uncle who's passed since. And he was like an uber nerd. Like he was like a classic, like everybody should have an uncle. Like his name was Jim. Everybody should have an uncle like my uncle Jim. He was a... Uh, one of those old school where wore robes while he played Dungeons and Dragons and uh, nice. would talk to Hell you. Yeah. Even though I was, you know, 12 years old or 11 years old or whatever I was, he talked to me like I was on his level and everybody deserves somebody like uncle Jim. And uh, he broke down so much about the history of star Wars and the expanded universe. We talked for like probably a total of about 40 hours <laughs> about star Wars because of the phantom menace. When I first moved back from England to the States, I stayed in Colorado and uh, he and my aunt lived with my grandma and grandpa with who I was staying there while my parents got all of our stuff moved over to America. And we would just sit and talk about everything you can imagine. Um, you know, mostly nerdy stuff. The Matrix, he explained the Matrix to me and Star Wars. And when I saw Phantom Menace with him, it was a very like, probably very close to how the first people that saw the first Star Wars. It was a big deal. It was cool to see it with him and it was cool to, his excitement definitely like spread to me. You know what I mean? Um, yeah for sure so I really liked the Phantom Menace I do remember by the time um, the third movie of that what's it even called Revenge of the Sith yeah yep. I remember by the time Revenge of the Sith was in theaters I can remember 
like no no BS. I can remember being very bored and ready for that to be over before it was over. And not that movie is it. a little too long. <laughs> yeah, it's like three. That's like two forty or something. It's really long. Yeah, like I saw it in theaters and I remember just walking out and being like, I'm glad that's over. Like that's that's the only emotion I remember about. I that. remember seeing that in Hawaii actually, and uh, the film reel broke right before Yoda and the Emperor had their lightsaber battle, and everybody started booing. <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny it's a random anecdotal memory there but yeah i don't know uh, i guess to cap off this crust in the wind or at least my thoughts on it uh i don't like it i don't hate it i think it's i you know for these kinds of things it doesn't venture far too far into like avant-garde for me where it's completely unlistenable and that's what i absolutely hate about avant-garde music where it's just like intentionally like designed to make you uncomfortable <laughs> it's like well what's the point of music then at that point isn't this like something to make yeah. us feel nice and happy or like feel something that isn't like i hate the person who made this <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so like yeah you know i'm again completely neutral on it i don't i'm kind of glad it exists in a way because it's interest. it's just a funny it's first of all it's a hilarious album I think this is one of the funniest albums I've listened to in a long time. <laughs> and it's all the more funny because David Lynch made it. So I that, find that. that is true. David. Yeah. I, I'll stick with the minus two. I, it mostly doesn't register. It's just like, there's a, a lot of things are even instrumental where there's just like no lyrics. Well, I shouldn't say a lot. There's at least a couple of them that I remember. Um, it, most of it is background noise. A few songs are like offensively bad. <laughs> uh, and yeah, the rest of it doesn't really leave anything behind. It does, I, I, yeah, kind of does, almost doesn't even exist. Where it's like it's over, and you can't even name a single thing that happened in it. But uh, Karen O, the lead singer from Yeah Yeah Yeah, is, is on the first uh, track of the. Is album. that her? I thought that might have been her. Really? I meant you to look you that called up. it that out. That's funny. I I wondered. I didn't if notice it was. until Tom said it. I was. I went through a like yeah. I went through a phase of yeah, yeah where I was a big Yeah Yeah Yeahs fan. It was a long time ago. Now, maps, but I mean, maps is definitely the gateway song, right? Like that's one of the first ones anybody hears. Um, but yeah, that's cool that that was actually her. Yeah, um, so interesting. I've already she doing singing or doing the sex noises or both. No, she's <laughs> she's singing. Oh, well, maybe she. I don't remember if there were sex noises on the first track. I, I don't know. It all kind of blended together song. after a while. <laughs> Isn't that the the Pinky song? Like yeah, Pinky's yeah. Revenge drive, or something. Drive fast, Pinky or something. Pinky's Dream. Pinky's Dream. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, I I, I hijacked the beginning of this and, and made it very clear how I feel, and none of this has changed my mind. It just wasn't. Sure. It might just not have been for me, and that's that's fine. I mean, well, th- to be this, fair, it wasn't for any of us. <laughs> well, get ready, Sam, because boy, oh boy, next week I I got a feeling we're gonna all be in love. Okay, oh, you know what? I next week remember what we're band. back to regular programming. Okay, next week, Crust in the Wind, Static X, Project Regeneration, Volume oh, God, One. This no. is gonna be Static a fascinating X. one because the lead singer's been dead for like ten years. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, Wayne. That why it's called Project Regeneration. Oh no, and it has. Features his volume vocals. one, so you have that to look. For. I actually listened to this album already way back. Really? You know, okay. Not way, way back it when it came out, but I mean, I gotta buy it. Cause yeah, you push it. Yeah, push it real you good. push it. 
You know what's funny? I <laughs> I've mentioned the album that I've been listening to a lot from from Between the Bear and Me. It came out last week or maybe like two a week and a half. Uh, and it came out and I was waiting for it to like show up in the place where I normally download music and it was like taking a while and I was like, what's going on? What and I was like annoyed. That? Uh, DM me. <laughs> uh, and I was like annoyed that it wasn't showing. I'm like, man, what? Are, like, how am I supposed to listen? And it took me, bear in mind, I was hyped about like, I, this is like my favorite band right now. I'm like, I really, really wanted to. It took me like until almost at the end of the day to be like oh yeah i can actually like pay money and get music <laughs> i can actually just buy this i can just own this <laughs> it took like all day i was so sad that's really I, funny. before i realized that's really funny <laughs> so that's what i did well that's a tremendous failure on the music industry's part right true they didn't adapt true. with the times and Our now they're paying gigs. the price Wait, did this guy wear a mask? Is this real? No, he's dead. Well, the pic, like the 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 promo picture. Hang on, I need a bigger version. Static. I think there's a guy who has the Wayne Static hair that wears a mask and is okay. Being Do like, they have like a stage gimmick or is that it? Well, that's it now, probably. I don't know. We'll we'll oh, have yeah. to look into this for the next one to see. Where exactly are they now? This Here is going to be a, a This is the picture one. that I have. Yeah, that's like. Yeah. Okay. Why does that guy have like World War One like flight goggles? Because it's cool. <laughs> he that guy looks cool. That's Michigan cool right there. What instrument do you think that guy? That guy looks like uh. He looks like a bassist to me. You think so? Some kind of John Myung situation. The guy on the left is the guitarist for sure. Hey, maybe the and drummer. that leaves well, that leaves barcode least... that leaves barcode tattoo guy. To be as the drummer. Interesting. I would put beard guy maybe drummer. And the barcode guy. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. All this is very interesting because nobody can see this picture that we're. Ah, oh, yes, very good. Oh, we can upload it or something with it. I zoned out. I'm gonna be. Honest. <laughs> All right, next week, Static X Project Regeneration Volume if One. You I'm sure. Along. If you want to listen to quality music, I'm sure this will be the one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? Well, I guess there's one more topic we can quickly address now that we're out of crust in the wind. Did y'all see that picture of Biden nodding off in the meeting with the Israeli prime minister? I did. (laughs) Just put him in a home already. Just having a nap. He's just chilling. Why do you got to bully him, dude? He's just hanging out. The man needs (laughs) to be in a home, I think. He's the. Like, how old kinda, is he? He's it's like. It's kind of gotten to a point where it's kind of sad. Yeah, it's just like, this, <laughs> like it's can we put this poor old man, please? He needs <laughs> help. He, Let <laughs> him rest. <laughs> that poor dude. Uh, all, all I can think is, and again, I, I get a lot of crap because I don't criticize him more. And again, I'm just going to reiterate: nobody thinks he's doing a good job. <laughs> that's true. But, it's kind of more just like it's kind of like it's kind of sad, <laughs> like bullying. <laughs> like, him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Elder like, abuse. You made you made that point early on the campaign. That's true. On yeah. the campaign trail, it was like uh, they're all, like, all guilty of elder abuse. <laughs> all I keep coming back to is just like how sad is it that that was what we had to choose from for the leader of our country? Like we got to no figure some shit out. Kidding, man. We got to oh, figure wait. some shit out, man. This reminds me. This was something. I totally forgot last week. This was like really widely reported on for like a day and then everybody forgot and like it seems like everything's fine. 
But do you guys know what Havana syndrome is? Yeah, it was uh, Kamiya Kamala, right? Yeah. So no, for I those don't who don't know, know Havana syndrome is something that's been used to describe like a phenomenon over the last, I think it's like five, it's not more than 10 years, where sometimes when like US government employees and diplomats and whatever are like abroad in certain areas, they come down with these really, really weird like sudden onset symptoms and then they go away really quickly. And what they think, I'm not just making this shit, this isn't like tinfoil hat, like this is like totally, you know, normally reported on everywhere. Uh, the leading theory on what it is is like some kind of like microwave gun or it's like like sound weapon that just like fucks people up and the and like the the people in these countries and like like China and Cuba and like these other places are just like fucking with us. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's super so, interesting. Apparently, uh, is that I can't confirmed where was... or corroborated? Like that's what's actually no, causing it, or is it just theorized? Yeah, that's just that. That's if you if you read any articles about it or look it up at all, that seems to be kind of like generally what people assume is going on. But I, it could be totally wrong. I'm not. There's no guarantee. You know, I'm not like, like saying that that's the case. Um, but yeah, apparently, like Kamala Harris was in. She del- she was in some country I can't remember where, and she like totally delayed her trip to some other. I think she was going to Vietnam, and she like got grounded in like she apparently had Havana syndrome, and then like three days later was totally fine, and then left. Huh. When the lizard takes full hold of the brain. Yeah. After the, the ceremony of virgin sacrifice is done. Dude, I keep thinking about if 2024, if we have a Kamala versus Trump election. And I just, <laughs> I don't know what you he do. He can't rerun. There's no way. Dude. He, he will. Still has, he, dude, he's, there is nobody with that much buzz. That dude still controls the, and it's not even about him anymore. Did you guys see the video where he was telling people to get vaccinated and he gets booed? And he's like, he doesn't <laughs> even. That. He doesn't even know what to do with the booze. And then he's like, oh, well, I mean, you guys got your freedom. Like, he suddenly realizes he's gone off track. Like, he's gone off message. That's funny. Havana syndrome. I'll read that Wikipedia yeah, article. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, it's it's really, really interesting to read about. It's... When the lizard egg hatches in your brain, I don't know what's so weird. <laughs> That's pretty well documented. <laughs> okay, well, what did we learn today, everybody? This wasn't a very funny episode. What? No, it wasn't. I think it was a good <laughs> one. It's not a bad, uh, not being hilarious, you know, so we didn't talk we had, about I, slut puppies. I'm just saying, like, if we're trying to talk about, like, a punchline for a what did you learn, I'm, I don't know. I, th- I learned that the, I learned that the Paw Patrol has a, an armed gunship. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of weird. Uh, we're, I feel like nobody's talking about that, but, you know. That's true. It's kind of weird. And that they put a woman in charge of it, that's kind of, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, Sam, you're right. I'm I'm racking my brain thinking about what we actually talked about. I know we had some good stuff at the beginning. Uh, I learned that... Not only is there an an inexorable march of time, but it actually increases in momentum the older you get. And I have bared witness to it myself first-hand experience <laughs> i learned that if you're gonna watch star wars don't do it in hawaii <laughs> yeah they're just gonna rip the film uh that happened uh very short that happened when we saw it part one you remember that sam uh no it didn't tear did it it was no, uh, no, no, uh, so what happened during it part one is nobody was sitting in the seats they were assigned yeah, to so, so, oh, so i had to stop it and start it over yeah 
it was like 10 minutes into the movie, okay? And, and they the, stopped there was it. fighting going on the whole time. Yeah, like, and there they, was put the, they put the lights up fighting. and someone came in and like shouted at them all like like a uh, a teacher to a, a class of fifth graders because that's literally like what was happening. Like it was like a bunch of like moronic children. But then they restarted the movie over again. It was so, it was like, it totally killed all the momentum of like watching that movie. It sucked. Wow. I still love seeing it in theater. That, that I was one too. of my favorite yeah. theater trips in a long time. I think uh, I re- I really loved that movie, and it like it had a higher way higher bar to cross after like it really did kind of kill the movie for me having it started over again. I was like, fuck. Oh, that didn't really bother me that much. It really annoyed me, but like I I that movie was really 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 good. It, it like way overcame that. Yeah, that's all I got. Well, as always, everybody, tell a friend if you enjoyed this. Oh, what am I doing? We got feedback. I was going to start the episode. We oh, did? Yeah, we did. Yeah. I didn't know we got feedback. Uh, one of our loyal listeners wanted to pass along that he really enjoys the uh, uh, Crust in the Wind segment. He said oh, it's cool. good that we have something recurring. Cool. Mm. The loyal mailman never lets us down, just like True. the post office itself. <laughs> um, I think we got additional feedback. Really I believe remember. he also said he he enjoyed the video game talk. Yes, he actually said more video game talk. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's Which what is I need. Good yeah. for that. Now we have justification. <laughs> <laughs> we could, uh, you know, we could what that talk means. about. I think we could talk about video games for hours. Like I think this podcast could be four hours long. Uh, uh, genuinely, like, sure. Yeah. yeah, like for sure. Like, I, I Especially mean, if we get a, that... start talking. <laughs> is it bad that I almost want to do another like top 10 video games of all time episode just because it would be different from the last one? I don't think I would want to do another top 10 of all time. We could definitely find a new um we could, we do could like, find a new angle. We could do like a book club. We could do top 10 of certain consoles. That would or or even top 3 of certain consoles. That or could we be could fun. order Like I was actually going to message you earlier today Sam and see if you wanted to do like a video or just a side episode ranking Metal Gear Solids and just talking about Metal Gear Solid. I'm always down to do that. I'll talk about Metal Gear Solid. I love talking about Metal Gear Solid. (laughs) Yeah, that would be fun. Cool. Maybe we'll do Uh, that. I would would absolutely do that. Yeah. And we could just do like one-offs like that every now and again. I I almost feel like I'd have to play through them again and I don't know when I'd have time to do. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. It's like Um, I haven't played one for years at this point. As long as we did it through the understanding that it was through the lens of nostalgia and that I do not have time to play through four games, five games to yeah. do a do a, do a, to do a fair ranking. Um, I've been listening to a lot of like really in-depth. Uh, I got I don't know how I've stumbled into this whole subcategory of podcasts that are just the most like art house pretentious breakdowns of like JRPGs of all time. And I love it. I will make fun of it till the day I die, <laughs> but I love every second. Imagine people breaking down like Final Fantasy with the same amount of attention you, you an art critic breaks down like modern art, and that's what this is. They're like six hour episodes where they just talk about like the angle of certain scenes. Holy crap! It's so stupid, but I love every second of it. Um, and I mean that'd be dope, like to be able to. And they play through these games, and they 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 do like book clubs where they talk about each section of a game as they're going, and it's super fun for me to listen to. But this isn't a recommendation. Don't do it. It's 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 for me and only for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we could actually do some kind of book club thing for if, but it'd have to be a game we're all know we're gonna get and play through, right? Yeah, like I'd be down. My thing about that when you talk about doing 
Metal Gear Solid is I feel like to do that right, we would have to do it in that book club format. Yeah. And I don't know when I would have time to. Right. But yeah. sure. if you just want to do like a nostalgic, like one off and rank them based on like the memories that we have of them and then like how we feel they rank in our heads, that'd be a ton of fun. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. That's fine with me. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Um, yeah, I already did the outro pretty much. <laughs> so, <laughs> so see ya. See ya. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening, mailman. For real. Thank you. Yeah. I think Love we pretty you. much, make, I think we pretty much just make this for you and my mom at this point. So <laughs> thanks. He carries us. Thanks for listening. Thanks, mailman. <laughs> and if anybody else out there is listening, thanks to you too. For real. Oh, my we bro listens regularly. So. Oh, does he? Yep. I know your name. I'm not going to put it out here, but uh, I hope life is well, bud. It's been a million years since I've talked to you. Hope life is good. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Literally. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye.